Greetings. Welcome to Top Tier Volunteer, a Tennessee Vols podcast. This is episode two, and um, at the beginning of every episode, I'm going to dedicate the show to my mother, Loretta Lowe, and uh, to one of my influencers uh, in music uh, space, uh, Young Dolph. Today, uh, just to give you a brief rundown of what we're going to be going over today, um, I'm going to look at players that need to step up on offense, current Vols, and uh, then the OG Vol. And we're going to also be looking at the summer enrollees and the NIL situation as it pertains to Tennessee. Um, you know anything about the NIL? I've been hearing about it's getting pretty crazy day by day. So, yeah. Um, taking a look at the offense, we were, you know, regular setting offense, and I'm just going to be looking at three players who I feel like if they step their game up, they can push us over to the next level. So the first one I'm looking at is definitely Jabari Small. Uh, the starting tailback. Uh, I love this guy. He's uh, from out of Memphis, Tennessee, where I'm originally from. So I'm definitely, you know, looking out for him. And just when you when you look at Jabari, he's not overly big. He's not, you know, he's just, he's, <laughs> I guess, like regular size, pretty much. And um, I love his feet. When he, when, he gets, when he gets to the hole and somebody's trying to square him up one-on-one, he has nifty feet. To be able to dodge him and uh, you know just run and 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 complete the first down or wherever he's trying to obtain at that moment, but um, some things I feel like you know he needs to work on to help him step up. Um, his forward lean, you know, when uh, you never want a running back to get hit and uh, you know he go backwards. Um, I think you know man, he was hurt a lot last year, so that probably had a lot to do with it. But uh, I feel that can help out a little bit of him. And I think uh, Josh Heupel needs to get him a little bit more involved in the passing game. You know, our, our running backs didn't catch a lot of passes last year. I don't know why, maybe because the, all, the wide receivers were always wide open. But, you know, this year I feel like they're probably going to make a more conscientious effort to get uh, Jabari the ball in space. And um, this year, I feel, he probably has been, you know, he's like I said, he was hurt a lot last year, even though he gutted through it, which we all appreciate him for. And this year he probably won't have to take, you know, on so much of a role because he has some backup players coming in. And, um so number one, Jabari Small. Uh, looking at number two, it's gonna be a tight end by the name of Princeton Fant. And you know this guy, he I feel like he has all the tools. Like he's like six six, two fifty, as is our other what tight end, uh, Jacob Warren. So I guess you could say both of them. And uh, I guess what the main thing they need to uh, work on probably is baby consistency. Um, just consist, consistently stand on the block, finishing a block, consistently catching the ball and running through tackles and getting first downs. <coughs> there were a couple, you know, there were a couple times last year, you know, in clutch, clutch situations, third downs and stuff. You know, you could tell Hendon trusted him. He threw a tight ball to him and, you know, it hit him in the hands like that he dropped it. And as anybody knows, you know, if you play football, if it hits you in the hands, you have to catch it. And so there's, you know, pretty much no excuse for that. But I know, uh, as with all these players that I'm that I'm calling out to step up, I know they want to do better too. So I know, I know, fan is out there working hard. And um, if he if he plays good this year, he, you know, he can get himself an NFL contract for real. Him and Jacob, because both of them are pretty much what the NFL is looking for right now: big guys who can catch and block and you know do all these other things within the, the offense. And uh, checking out my third person is going to be on the O-line. And uh, this is a big guy, Javante Spragans. Javante Spragans. 
And uh, he's from out of uh, St. Louis, I believe, one of the later additions by uh, Jeremy Pruitt. And I really like this guy. Like, he's big and strong, and he's more like a, I'm not going to say more aggressive, but he's a, like a, a Trey Smith light, if you want to say that. He needs to get a little bit better in pass, uh, pass blocking and maybe not lunge as much when he's blocking. But when he hits you, he hits you, and you feel it. And I really like him because he's a very aggressive player. So <clears throat> if he, you know, harnesses that aggression and, and funnels it the right way, then he, he could be an all-SEC type player. You know, um, he has a crazy recruiting story. He, uh, apparently he came with his 7-on-17 seven seven and, you know, he's a lineman, so he wasn't even really doing nothing. He was just hiking the ball, and uh, I forgot which coach it was, but he seen him and said, hey, you want to try, you know, you want to run some drills real quick? And apparently he earned the scholarship right on the spot right there. So that just lets you know what type of player he is. He's um, First, he's willing to do anything for the team, and, and secondly, he's always ready. So, uh, you know, those are two things that you want to look for in a, uh, a lineman as well as a football player. So uh, as for, you know, the three players I call to step up, and if they do, they will have a pretty good uh, the year that we're all looking for. Jabari Small, Preston Fent, and Javante Spragans. Okay, and next we're going to be doing the, uh, the current vol and the OG vol section. So for uh, my current vol, we're going to be looking at Jerome Carvin. Um, this guy came back in uh, 2018, I think, and he was uh, not a package deal, but him and... Um, Jeremy Banks were on the same team, so they came together. And um, this guy, he, he's, he's a real aggressive throwback type. Uh, you can tell he's throwback because his name's obviously uh, Jerome, which is not a, the current name, but <laughs> that's just a little joke, but whatever. But, um, you know, he's been a great leader since he's got here. He's been uh, bouncing back and forth between the guard and the center position. He, you know, he plays the center when, you know, necessary. Uh, but uh, usually he's at guard, and he's, he's pretty consistent. I don't... Looking at him, I can't really tell which is stronger, his uh, pass block or his, or his run block. So I think that's pretty good. You know, he, as long as he stays consistent, he not, I don't think he gave up uh, any sacks last year. Or that might be um, the real, the real right. But uh, I, I do know that he had a good year, and um, he's definitely one of the players to watch this year. He has a great chance to make it to the NFL. He's strong, uh, 6'5", 320. And he plays in a really fast offense, so he, you know he has the stamina. So that I'm pretty sure that's going to look good for the NFL scouts. So uh, for my current vol, uh, Jerome Carter. Going next to the OG vol, we're going to be looking at uh, Gerard Mayo, number seven. I know a lot of y'all um, like Gerard. He, we grew up with him. He played from uh, 05 to 07, I think, uh, from out of Virginia. He had a I wouldn't say great, you know, great three-year career because the first two years was decent and the third year was where he really took off so his you know his final year is where he supposed to show out and he did he was drafted a uh, 10th overall by the hated new england patriots but you know whatever once dry was on there you know i did pay attention to the patriots a little bit more I, well i didn't want the patriots to succeed but i wanted Gerard to succeed if you know what i mean but um yeah and he won the uh, super bowl with them in uh, 2014 so that's good and um when he was with the Vols, he was just a one of the, he was a throwback that we haven't had in a while. He was fast, aggressive, you know, he got to the ball quickly and when he hit you, he hit you hard. Um I remember he had the shield that and he had number seven, like he was a pretty linebacker out there on the field, so you know, he was definitely one of my favorite players while he was there. And during that uh, 07 season, I think he had like hundred and forty total tackles, including eighty solo, 
which is very good, uh, especially in the SEC. And uh, currently he's coaching right now for the um, New England Patriots. And from what I hear, he's really good. And, you know, once people start throwing your name around like, oh, he might be a head coach, that, well, that lets you know what type of uh, um, employee, you know, uh, what type of job trajectory he's on. So look for him to be an NFL head coach maybe pretty soon. You know, the Patriots, they could get their special teams coordinated higher. So, you know, that's <laughs> that's pretty good. So for my current vault, they were uh, Jerome Carvin and my OG were Gerard Mayer. And for the last and final section, we're going to be um, looking at the, the enrollees that came this year. And um, pretty much the summer enrollees, we already have, I think we, we had a really big class of um, enrollees that came in during the summertime, well, during the, the springtime. So. I think we had maybe 13 spring enrollees, and now we're going to be uh, doing the summers. And if you look at the summer enrollees that are coming in, um, there's going to be eight of them, and there are going to be seven transfers that have already played a year or more of college football. So if you, if we just start with the high school players that are coming in, James Pierce, who was an edge rusher out of uh, North Carolina, Charlotte, um, He's, he's a top 250 player, so he's gonna definitely going to be a huge help off the edge. Um, he's highly explosive, highly rangy, lanky, quick first step, all those types of things. And, of course, we just need somebody to get to the quarterback at this point. Um, we have a pretty good one, Byron Young, and we're trying to get some pieces alongside him. So uh, James Pierce and also uh, Joshua Josephs. Uh, he's not quite a top 350 player, Joseph isn't, uh, but he's from my neck of the woods outside of uh, Atlanta in Kennesaw, Georgia. So he's another one with a quick first step, just somebody who need with a great bend and stuff like that to get around the edge and to be able to attack the quarterback. And um, going on to the next player coming in, we're looking at Dylan Sampson, a highly, highly productive running back from out of uh, Louisiana. And this guy is just explosive. I think if we look at all the players that are coming in, you know, they're just going to be slightly faster, a bit more agility and acceleration probably than most of the, the older players that are here. That's, you know, that's what we need, fresh blood. And uh, Dylan is definitely going to bring that. He's going to be able to hit the hole hard. Um, if you look at the way our blocking scheme is, you know, they our linemen usually push them all to one side, and there's, there's always a slight crease if the running back is able to find it and hit it hard. And those types, with, those, with a good running back, you should be able to get 10 yards a clip at this point, you know, just hitting the hole and doing going exactly where you're supposed to go. So if you look at the next player coming in, his name is Caleb Perry from out of Kentucky. And he just seems like a real, you know, student of the game. Um, he actually plays the position of linebacker, which is good. We've had a lot of players who weren't, who aren't in their natural position. And it's pretty good to get Caleb, who's actually a linebacker, to play his position. So I'm looking at him to come in. You know, I think he's going to be one of those guys that just carries uh, his playbook around with him and has everything down packed. And, you know, he just has to go on the field and compete. Then we have Masai Riddick, a uh, offensive tackle from out of uh, Detroit, Michigan. And we've had a little bit of uh, success with the Michigan players. So hopefully he's one of them. And he's just a real massive body, 6'4 and a half, 330, by 330 pounds. So, you know, once we get him in here and uh, put him on the weight and nutrition program, and once they figure out what is actually, exactly what position they want him at, probably maybe right tackle. So once they get him there and, you know, just get him with the line, he should be a great, you know, watching this film, he's a, he has long arms, he's a quick striker, quick back pedal, 
so um, he should do nothing but, you know, add some depth and hopefully in time become a, a starter. And if we look at uh, Jordan Thomas, this is a guy coming in with a lot of hype. He's not ranked that high, only uh, 865 on uh, Go Vols 24-7. But, uh, you know, rankings don't mean anything. And just from the way he's playing, he doesn't look like they there's, if there's 865 players better than him, then uh, uh, I don't know. But this guy, he's fast, he's athletic, he's strong, he makes solid hits, he's great in coverage. And uh, he plays in Alabama where they have really good college football. And so I'm, I'm glad he's coming to Tennessee and he wanted to bring his talents up north and uh, just join the Vols. And then the next uh, high school player that's coming in is uh, Christian Harrison whose father is Rodney Harrison, the uh, former Pro Bowl, a Hall of Famer, a Super Bowl champion with the New England Patriots and the Chargers. So if you look at this guy, um, he's a you know he's a coach's son, all those type of great things. He went to a private school. So just watching him play, he's you know sticky in coverage. He has great ball skills, and he hopefully we'll be able to coach him up a little bit more. But I'm sure his dad, um, just the genetics and the, the great teachings that I'm sure his dad gave him, would be able to help uh, Christian become be able to come in and contribute. Maybe not right away, but he should be a solid player in, in definitely a couple of years, one or two. Uh, he's not rated that high for some reason, maybe because he went to a private school. But, you know, I don't really look at those things. You, you got to go on the field to make the plays. And then our final uh, incoming freshman is uh, Jason Jenkins from out of New Jersey. Um, I really didn't get to see much. I didn't hear much about this guy before he signed, but... Just looking at his film, he's tall, really tall. He's a big body, and uh, once the once Coach Garner gets a hand on him, I'm, I'm sure he's going to be able to turn him into a great defensive tackle. Um, I don't think Rodney would bring anybody in who didn't he didn't have faith in, or he didn't think he could turn into an elite player, as with uh, Joshua Josephs and James Pierce. So, just the fact that he brought him in is just a great indication of how good of a player they can and will be probably in the future. So uh, those are summer enrollees. Um, I don't know exactly when they'll be here, sometime in June. So I'm going to look into that just to make sure. And I'll have the date for you guys next week so we can get into that. And also, like I said, I'll go over the transfers next week as well. And then finally, for our final section, we're going to be going over uh, just <laughs> how, you know, the thing about college football now everybody's talking about basically is the NIL thing. And the NIL is basically uh, name, image, and likeness. Like likeness, players are supposed to be able to, you know, get paid for uh, using their jerseys and their names and all these other things that they use to sell. You know, it's just sell college football in general, and it's supposed to be able to help the players get a piece of it. But um, ever since it came around back in last year, uh, <laughs> one schools really started. You know, putting their money forward like us and Texas A&M and Texas, you know, all these other all the winning teams like Alabama and Georgia. And, you know, everybody else is like, oh, I don't like it. Uh, they're 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 paying the players, and it's like y'all the ones said we could. Don't don't give us a way out and try to take it from us once we start expanding on it and using it better than you thought. And um, I really want to give a big shout out to uh, Spire. Spire is R is Tennessee's collective. Uh, collective is a you know a group of boosters, fans, uh, donation givers, other things like that that you know pull money together to be able to give out to the prospective athletes uh, for the basketball team, football team, uh, any other sport that you know that would be able to make money and 
you know, form a partnership with to help grow Tennessee as a brand and grow the player as a brand themselves. And so Spire, uh, like I said, it started back last June and us fans, we thought Tennessee was, you know, just behind the eight ball. We thought we weren't doing anything. Little did we know that Spire was, you know, collecting all the information, gathering all the tools they needed to become the premier NIL collective in the country. Um, if you look at it now, it hasn't been official yet. Nobody still ain't said it, but we have the $8 million quarterback. Um, and it wouldn't have been possible without the NIL deal or with Spire. And so I really want to thank them because records will show when, you know, in history books that, you know, it was an $8 million quarterback and there was a school willing to pay $8 million and that would be the Tennessee Vols. So I'm really glad and happy that, you know, Tennessee was able to step to the forefront of something, you know, not be second or less. Like, we're not even second. We're first in the NIL, just the, the amount of money and all those types of things. It might be Texas A&M because they did it for the whole class, but, you know, they're not trying to even admit it that they did it. So just the fact that, you know, we – you can tell it's Tennessee, you know, we're we're in and more with more five-star players, Carnell Tate, um, offensive lineman from out of IMG Academy, and I'm assuming we're going to be in with a lot more of uh, defensive players and things like that. So I'm really happy that Tennessee is, is sort of at the forefront of the NIL thing, and people know that Tennessee wants to pay, and we, we've been paying all these – trash coaches and administrators and ADs and all this types of thing and they just getting free money and they didn't have to work hard so let's pay the people that actually have to come in and work hard and, and give their blood sweat and tears to the you know to the university and make sure they're rewarded so that's you know that's basically what the NIL thing is and hopefully the NCAA you know they're trying to come up with some new bylaws and restrictions and all these other things and it's like well you already let us know that you have no teeth and that you can't really do anything. So why would you even try to make up rules now? Like you have some type of say so. And that's my thing. Um, so like I said, uh, Spire, Spire group said they're going to continue on no matter what the NCAA says. So I'm really happy about that. So we're, <laughs> they're not going to let them stop us getting the, you know, the top five recruiting class or wherever we end up finishing. And, um, I have nothing else to say about that, so I'm going to wrap it up here. And I definitely want to thank you guys. Um, this Again, this is Andre. Uh, this is the second episode. And I thank you guys for retweeting and posting my first episode. You know, it was all starting out small and things like that. But hopefully, you know, things just catch on. And I'm enjoying creating these podcasts, and, and I hope you guys enjoy listening to them. So, uh, once again, this is Top Tier Volunteer. And I definitely want to do this in remembrance of my mother, Loretta Lowe, R.I.P. Mom, and Young Dolph, GBL.